I'm Zoe. And I'm Chandi. And this is Bound by the Cloak. It's a dark and windy night in the middle of October, and there's a definite chill in the air. The night is alive with the sights and sounds of traffic in the background and the distant rumblings of the subway beneath your feet. Autumn is in full swing here. And it's evident with the Halloween costumes, decorations sprinkled throughout Greenwich Village and the surrounding areas. Washington Square Park is filled with locals and tourists alike. The music in the background fills a void and creates the perfect level of ambience. There's something in the air here, and you can really, truly feel it. There's a kind of convergence of energy. It's a feeling of playfulness and kind of a magic, if you will, as well as the feeling that there's something more to this place. There's something deeper, richer, and darker here. It's the perfect night to explore the darker side of the city's history that you don't get to see or hear about all that often. As I've said before, you can feel it in the air, but you can also feel it beneath your feet, even deep inside the many layers within the fabric of the city. If you look closely on select nights, you'll see uniquely dressed individuals waiting at the entrances to Washington Square Park for a group of people to assemble that are eager to explore the darker side of New York City's history. These folks, they're here for the various haunted and truly macabre walking tours that take place throughout the city, especially downtown. There are several companies that offer these walking tours around Halloween in New York City. Before we begin, a few caveats, warnings, uh, prohibitions, etc. Uh, this is a ghost tour. What is a prerequisite of ghosts? Yeah. Yes, Aaron, very good. Death. Be 
people died. Very rarely in nice ways. Very rarely after a long, full and happy life. So, there is a content warning on this tour. Some of the stops are more grisly than others. If it gets too much for you, you don't have to leave the tour. Just go a little bit out of earshot and join us at the next stop. Because not all the stops are of equal, uh, serious nature, shall we say. Some stops are short, some are long, some are funny, some are macabre, some are spooky. Also note, this is not a haunted house. If someone jumps out at you from behind a bush, run. I am Professor Henry Clairvall of Haunted Manhattan. Uh, I am a world-famous professor of oral history, specializing in the supernatural, specifically ghost stories. And I may or may not have a doppelganger named Joseph Salvatore Nipper, um, who uh, is uh, a off-off-Broadway actor and sometimes voice actor and singer and all sorts of wonderful things. Uh, and I got into tour guiding because I auditioned for this because I love Halloween things. I've been in haunted houses for many years, but as I was getting later and later in my 30s, I realized that I was less and less willing to stay up for one in the morning for $15 an hour. Um, and so I decided uh, that tour guiding was the way to go, although I didn't know it until Haunted Manhattan hired me, and I loved it, and I had one of the best Halloweens ever last year. Um, I joined them 13 months ago, um, and uh, I realized that tour guiding was a new passion, and now I'm also an out-of-character tour guide as well uh, for some other companies doing historical sites around New York City, and I'm building my tour guide uh, reading list and research. In the spirit of Halloween, we went ahead and did a tour ourselves. We did Haunted Manhattan's Greenwich Village tour, and we absolutely loved it. I'll be honest, we were a bit freaked out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, you were a bit freaked out. I was fine. Fine, fine. It was just me. But the tour was so worth it. We wanted to know more about Haunted Manhattan, how they got started, why they got started, and also just more about New York City's haunted history. We spoke to Robert Gagno, the co-business owner of Haunted Manhattan. Hey, Robert. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on the show. So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Primarily, I identify as a, a theater artist. I am a theater director, sound designer, sometimes actor, often voice person. And uh, I also, as a, well, it started as a, a side hustle and now it's more one of my main gigs is um, I lead tours around New York City and uh, co-run a company called Haunted Manhattan that focuses on telling ghost stories about historical areas of the city. That sounds really awesome. What can you tell us about Haunted Manhattan? So we were started by a, a man named Brent Peterson, who's my, my business partner in this, but Brent started it. And uh, Brent was always like a ghost story aficionado. And he'd go to, anytime he was in a new city, he would go and take the local ghost tour. And when he got to New York, he was really disappointed uh, that he ghost tours at that time. This is not to disparage any current competition. I think this is mostly stuff that doesn't exist anymore, but uh, he was disappointed he felt like he knew the stories better than the guides did because he'd like read a bunch of ghost books and stuff. And they would get historical information wrong. Uh, in one instance, um, we talk about the ghost of Aaron Burr on one of our tours and how include the history of Aaron. This is before Hamilton, obviously, and everyone knew the story thanks to Disney Plus and uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. So he was taking this tour and they were talking about, yeah, the ghost of Aaron Burr is seen here. And this is actually where the duel took place. And 
Olga Brink, I think, was like, well, no, we're in New York City. The duel took place in Weehawken, New Jersey. Like, everyone knows that, right? But they were just getting historical information wrong. So the, the tours weren't cool. And he, he had this great idea to go to his alma mater and talk to the theater department and say, hey, can you hook me up with a playwright and a director? And uh, the playwright, Nora Monahan and the director was um, John... Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his last name. It'll come to me. He worked with these two folks to come up with basically theatrical scripts for characters. He'd have actors performing character to tell these stories. And um, I auditioned essentially is how I got into it. I saw a call in one of the acting random actors locations. I want to say it was Actors Access. And I show up and I'd actually met Nora not long before the interview. And there they were in the interview. And I was like, oh, hey, what's up? Like, you know, I had a kind of an in there. And so they cast me to play the role of the professor. And uh, I became Professor Mortimer. I was the long serving Greenwich Village guide. I still do the tours when I can. I have kids now. Makes it a little harder <laughs> to get out with uh, between my, you know, care care schedule and my wife's schedule. But I still lead tours as Professor Mortimer. And uh, so Haunted Man Manhattan, the, the, the tours are, um, we have four different routes throughout New York, one of Greenwich Village, one of the East Village, one of the West Village, which is still Greenwich Village, obviously, but um, more like west of Sixth Avenue, and also one of the five points that we started a couple of years ago, which is downtown, the former five points area. If you've seen Gangs of New York, you know what that is. Each focuses on 13 distinct locations with some sort of haunted history. And uh, again, what really sets us apart is was Brent's idea to have this theatricality on top of things. Nora did a ton of research. Um, we make sure that we get the stories correct as much as possible, tell the ghost stories in a fun and theatrical way, but with the details that the person who claimed that they actually happened to them, like their details, we don't try not to invent stuff on top of it. And also with the correct historical information around it. One of my favorite lines is always that whenever somebody asks like, oh, you're into ghost stories and ghost tours. I'm like, yeah, I love this stuff. If you're into history, you'd love it. And sometimes people are like, wait, wait why? It's because, well, you, you can't have a ghost without something having happened, all ghost stories are, are inherently history stories. And uh, it's just a, a really fun way to explore a city. There's a great writer by the name of Colin Dickey, who wrote a, a wonderful book a few years back called Ghostland. And I always steal this line from him uh, in from his book, where he says something to the effect of, if you're ever in a, in a city and you want to really explore a city, take the ghost tour, because they're going to show you areas that you you wouldn't necessarily go to, or maybe the area you everyone goes to but they're going to show you that from a slightly different angle and uh lots of really fun history and just ways to understand a city uh and at the same time i feel like you have kind of a the veil pulled back uh, i have a, a lot of locals who take the tour and the, it's always fun when they're like i walk by this building every day i had no idea that so and so lived here or this thing happened here or wow washington square park was once a graveyard yeah like all that sort of stuff is just really fun to share with people and uh again bringing it all the way back to me again because i i can't leave myself out of this listen to this self-promotion of this theatrical artist here obviously those theater business classes, did a little something, self-promotion. Uh, I always like to tell people when they're like, how'd you get into this? I said, well, I fell into it because personally, I was tired of waiting tables. As a theater artist, I just, I couldn't do it anymore. And I found a way to get paid to tell stories. That's that's kind of where I'm at now. It's a ton of fun. So everybody auditions to become a tour guide? For our company, that's 
kind of how we do it. We we've actually, whenever we've hired new guides, we've either found them through, um, you know, people that we recommend internally. Uh, our newest guide is someone who another guide knew and said, Hey, my friend is a really great guide on this other project that we work on. And they're already a tour guide. Would you be interested in taking someone on? I met them and could immediately tell like, Oh, this person is a performer. They're also already doing guide work. They're great. But other people that we've met have come like directly from auditions the way that I got in. And uh, that's how we found one of our our other new new professors, Professor Claire Vall, who's been with us for a couple of years, who's just phenomenal. And he's kind of fallen into the guide thing too. He now works for a number of other companies as well. And just a really, really wonderful performer. Very interested in the history. It's fun. I'll get texts from him now and again. Just a couple hours ago, he was sending me a, photos of a book that he was looking at for research. Like, oh man, I can't wait. Oh, like, how do you like this hat when I when I do the um the Blackwood character? What if I what if I went with this? He's just very engaged and um it's a lot of fun to meet these really wonderful performers and uh give them a gig. It's definitely a gig. Uh it's it's unfortunately for all of us, even those of us who run it, this is not like a I always tell people like you can't pay your rent. There's just not the ghost tour business is not that um, lucrative, unfortunately. But it's a super fun gig for someone who essentially gets paid to perform, um, and it's a it's a can be a low commitment, and you just get to like go out and have fun and share stories with people and try to give them a couple of jump scares and uh, get a check for it, which is a really positive feeling for me as somebody who came from that place and is in many ways still in that place to get to say like, oh yeah, we're sending you a check for your work. Thank you. You, you rock. That feels really good to support other artists like that. So it seems like you're a natural storyteller and people who are in this business kind of have to be. You're also a podcaster. So what's going on with that? I'm a professional dilettante. I do everything and nothing at the same time. I uh, got into podcasting actually because you might be able to tell with this dulcet baritone that obviously I should be involved in the world of voiceover. Uh, but really, on like I, I really wanted to get into voiceover, and I didn't have I didn't have a reel, I didn't have a demo, I had nothing to show. I had always dabbled in sound in the theater. I did a lot of sound design, very amateurish, and at one point just decided, you know what, I want to get into voiceover. I should probably show that I can do this. Oh, I'll make a podcast. This was in 2010, so uh, long before Serial and uh, you know the the world gets true crime addiction on and that sort of thing and uh, podcasts exploding. But you know it was a thing by that point, very much established. And I decided I'm going to make a podcast. What am I going to podcast about? Uh, I make independent theater. I'll talk to my friends about their shows. And it went from a very self-involved, you know, like show myself off, like prove that I can do this endeavor to an even more self-involved endeavor because I realized I could see all these shows for free, which was great. And then it turned into like, oh, I'm also like getting to talk to all these really smart artists about theater. I'm learning a ton. This is great. And then it, at one point, uh, this wonderful playwright by the name of Mac Rogers uh, was in an interview with him. And he basically said at one point, like, you're kind of making an archive. You're You're creating an archive of indie theater with this. And... I started to think of it even more as like, a, oh, I, this is kind of a community service at the same time, which was really like a good feeling. So um, I'm really glad that that still goes. It's called Go See a Show is the name of the podcast. I think I'm 376 or 77 episodes deep. 
it's a lot of fun. It's still going on and uh, still learning things from having conversations with uh, fellow indie artists, which is great. I also recently restarted a long-running theatrical radio drama podcast that I had started with my theater company, Co-op Theater East, which is now defunct, but I'm carrying this project on. We call it Living Radio. We essentially get a bunch of artists together, put a playwright with a director, with a few actors. They create a play based on the news of the day, but like tweaking the news, we we call it revisionist current events. It's really fun. Like the whole idea is just to imagine like, hey, what if we change this one small thing about the current events that we are currently living in? How could the world be a little different? And uh, the results are sometimes fantastical. They're sometimes off the wall. But they're almost always very poignant and at the very least really fun. And uh, that's a monthly series that we run at the Crane Theater, at least until the Crane closes at the end of the year. And uh, so I podcast those. Um, I had a podcast going in the guise of Professor Mortimer, actually, for a long time that uh, hopefully will someday be revived. But it was a lot of work called Apparitions. I think there's 10 episodes or so you can still find out in the wilds of the Internet, uh, which is new radio horror drama. Um, which is a ton of fun. And uh, I'm about to launch another one with my uncle where we talk about comic books just for fun uh, called The Lonely End of the Rack. So that'll be coming up real soon in your pod feeds. You can hear my voice everywhere. Ghosts don't generally appear in graveyards. Um, There's no attachment. However, that does not mean the park is not haunted because people do have emotional attachment to it in life. And so we do see ghostly Lenape Algonquin um, who uh, wander uh, through the park sometimes hunting and fishing as well as Edgar Allan Poe. However, my favorite ghost story uh, takes place a little closer to the modern day. Obviously, you guys have uh, you know a bunch of different tours going on uh, for Haunted Manhattan. Which one is your favorite and why? This is the hardest question business owner answer is they're all wonderful. I love them all equally. They're all great. And that is true. But my favorite is the Greenwich Village Tour, just because it's where I started. I helped to, in many ways, shape the way the tour is now by, uh, you know, kind of working with Nora to figure out what the route should be. We had a a different route when I first started. And then I, through experience, because I was the one out there actually doing it every night, I was like, this long walk doesn't make sense. What if we went here, here, here? And then if I told this story here, we could call back to this story. Like it was, I helped to shape it, had done it so often that by the time I was training other people to do it, at one point, literally sat in front of my computer and just kind of like wrote it, wrote in word for word just wrote the tour. Now, that's not always exactly how I say everything, but it's so deep in my brain, like the the beats of how to do this. I just know it. I know it so fully. And it's a great mix too, which I really like. It's a really good mix of good American history, some literary history, a lot of theatrical history, creepy stories, fun stories, a couple of jump scares, a couple of just silly anecdotes, bad dad jokes, everything. It's its all in there. And I just, I love the blend of it. So that's my favorite tour. But really, um, whenever somebody calls and asks, uh, you know, oh, I see you have several tours on, which one should I take? My, my go-tos are that the Greenwich Village tour is the best kind of blend of everything. If you're into a little bit of rye, a little bit of rye humor, but also some pretty creepy stories, some fun stories, good history mix, that's the best blend. The East Village 
whenever we've had somebody call for like a bachelorette party, which we get a ton of, or, you know, it's my friend's birthday. We want to like have some drinks and go do a tour. I'm like, take the East Village tour, especially our OG guide there. Um, Frankie, our dearly departed Frankie. She didn't die. She just went back to Australia where she's from. She's an, an incredible tour guide, but she helped to shape that tour. And uh, she would always just be really great and like a fun guide. So that one also has some great jump scares, some great history, similar, like great blend of, wow, that's an interesting ghost story. And uh, oh my God, that's horrifying ghost story. Like I love that, that it has a good blend. And it's also the East Village. So you can't go wrong. Like we, you land around a ton of like different things to do when you're when you're done the end of the tour the west village i always recommend to folks if they are a little bit more squeamish or if they have kids there's no blood and guts on that tour there's some genuinely creepy stories don't get me wrong like it's definitely still a ghost tour definitely um some chills if you if you're squeamish if you don't want to hear about murders and stuff there's none of that on that particular tour and then our five points tour is kind of the other end if you're into more macabre history lots of blood and guts, violence, uh, the craziness of history, that's that tour. Um, if anything, that tour is a little less, um, the ghost stories are not as like intricate. There's a ton of hauntings, but there's no like particular, like some ghost stories are like, feel like campfire tales where you can, you can tell, build the history and you can slowly build in why there would be a ghost. And then there's one person who, who knows that history and here's how they experienced it. And here's how the ghost manifested to them because of all that history, right? You can build it that way. Um, the five points ghosts for the most part are like, okay, people have seen this. This is a thing that happens every now and again. Sometimes you'll be in this area and this is, but there, there's not like a ton of specific stories to one individual's experience, but where it lacks there, it makes up for in just absolutely wild, true New York City history. Uh, and if you're into the history of this town and or and or like I said, you watched Marty Scorsese's film, uh, The Gangs of New York. And you you really want to see, wait, was was Daniel Day Lewis's character a real person? Indeed he was. And it's the the true story is wild. Um, so if you're into that kind of stuff, it's a really fun tour, very 1800s focused. You had mentioned that when Brent first came to New York City, he didn't exactly find what he was looking for. And I think New York City has come a long way with ghost tour companies. But what is it? about haunted Manhattan that's different or special or unique than some of the other companies, which which are great in their own realm. Everyone does the, I'm sure all these other tours do the research. They're all, everyone's got their own flair and different ways to approach it. What I think we do best is we make it a show. This is a performance as well. And one that you can interact with. And not in that way where you're like, oh my God, do I have to go to this comedy club and they're going to talk to me? Like, don't get me involved in crowd work. Um, it's not like that. If you come on our tour and you just want to listen, totally cool. That's absolutely possible. But if you want to ask questions, there is a very knowledgeable licensed New York City tour guide in front of you who knows this stuff, who is at the same time a practiced improvisational theatrical performer and or comedian. So like this person knows how to incorporate your questions into the storytelling. Every, every experience with the guests is a yes and moment. So if you've got questions or you, I don't, wouldn't encourage anyone to like, don't be that guy. You never want to be that guy in the show. Who's like causing, don't be a heckler. No one wants a heckler. But if you're that person who really wants to know like, Oh, Hey, tell me more about that. 
yeah, in between stops, they're just going to talk your ear off about like, oh yeah, no, you want to know like more about that? Oh, this is the history that I can't usually tell because it's a 90 to 90, 90 to 100 minute tour. I don't have enough time. Uh, so like, as we walk, you know, come, come up here. Yeah. This is what I can tell you. This is the other stuff. This is the other, here's this extra ghost story that I know. Um, but we can't stop there. Cause we don't get over to this, this particular building. I love to, when I play Mortimer, I've done it for so long. I have so many ghost stories that I've gotten from guests on the tour, including stories about the stops, which is just. So they have their own stories that they'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, so I always try to build in a section of um, on like the, the. Sometimes you have a longer walk. Usually you're trying to walk like half a block to a block and a half be- between stops, if at most. That's usually how it plays out. But sometimes there's three or four blocks, and so I like to open up the floor. Hey, anyone ever seen a ghost? And I've gotten some genuinely awesome stories from people um, from their personal lives. But um, I won't. I'm not going to ruin it. So hope you know, if it cross your fingers, you get Professor Mortimer sometime. And uh, I can share this story with you about the time I was walking up to an academic building at NYU. And I started to share a story about some people claim that this thing has happened. And a woman on the tour stops abruptly and says, how did you hear about that? Okay. Uh, sorry. I'm just going to totally break character. What are you talking about? She says, I work here. And we still hear about that. Oh. And I turned it around and I'm like, you're the guide now. Tell me what that means. <laughs> and she, you know, she feels like she, uh, she tried to play it off. Like, oh, it doesn't really happen that often, but, uh, you know, it's only like once a month. That's pretty I don't often. Know how many buildings you, people, per, like how many buildings <laughs> have you put in where somebody once a month purports to have encountered the supernatural? That's often. That's really, yeah. so it was just like really fun to get that sort of story or the time there's another n one go by on the tour and this um it's it's at the end of a long walk and i'm a relatively short man so when i have a large group i try to say like hey you know short guy up front but look for the black hat but we're this is the way we're gonna go if you if you i get a little too far ahead of you you fall a little too far behind you're just turning left here you're turning left here and these three young women on the tour immediately start to get excited They're like wait a minute does this mean we're going by this location i was like well yeah and they said you realize that place is haunted right and I said, remember, you're on a ghost tour, right? That's why we're going. And they said, we lived there. Oh. We we know that story. I was like, hey. And so what I did was I was like, just stop. I'm going to tell my story. Then you tell yours. You tell me what I get right because I've never lived there. So you tell me what I get right. And they they fully corroborated my story and had their own individual encounter with the spirit that they shared with this large. This was like, it was perfect too, because I want to say it was like the second or third week of October. You know, it was like this time of year, big tour. They looked like plants that I had like set these girls up to do this because they were, they just, it was perfect. But it was so great that I've now incorporated it into the tour. So all of that is to say, to go back to your original question, it's stuff like that. I think we've got a long history. This is our 10th season, full season. I want to say the X-Men running for 11, but 10th full season. And we have a lot of stories like this that we've accumulated incidents with guides of people on tours uh, who who have, because it, it's not just me, like other guides have had this happen to them. And uh, we've built up a good little hash of, great personal stories that we can share and or firsthand stories that we can relate. Plus, 
there's something about having a theater performer performing in character, riding that line between like, am I this kooky poet in the West Village or am I just another theater artist who's a tour guide? Maybe you'll never know. Um, it's 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 a really fun night. So if you want that blend, I think that's what makes us uh, really special. We're Brent's, Brent's tagline that he came up with is brilliant, uh, which is Haunted Manhattan is where horror and history meet. I think what I've been able to, I think, bring out a little bit more strongly as I've helped to carry the company forward is um, we also don't forget the humor. So it's horror, history, and humor. So if you want a fun time and you also want a little bit of spookiness and, a, and so a good dash of history, uh, we're the best blend of all those things. Those are like my two favorite things on earth, horror and history. Obviously, you know, you have different types of people that come on these tours um, and really enjoy them. And you had mentioned, I think you had said, what is it? Um, you said a bachelorette party? We get a lot of those. Yeah. Really? I never would have, <laughs> I never would have thought. But that's, that's really cool that so many different types of people, you know, are, are going on these ghost tours. Do you have a lot of um, tourists or is it mostly locals? That is a great question. And it was surprising to me when I started to piece together who the audience was. I've never really done like the analytics to like, you know, break down the area codes of people's phones or like where they're booking for. We haven't really gone that deep. But in my personal experience as a guide, I can kind of break it down into thirds. There's one third that is tourists, people from out of out of town who come to New York. What are we gonna do? Let's find something interesting. Let's take the ghost tour or like they find us some way. One third tourists, one third bridge and tunnel. So there's a lot of folks who are like, yeah, no, we live in Jersey. We're coming to the city for the weekend. We're just down from Connecticut for the night, like that sort of thing. A lot of people within a, you know, a half hour to two and a half hour radius of the city who were popping in and wanted to see something a little different. And uh, the other third is local, like just straight up locals. You know, you'll be going around, it's like, oh, we're from North Carolina. We're from California. We live in Jersey. We live in Jersey. We live upstate. We live, <laughs> we live in the Bronx. We're from Queens. And it's, it's almost pretty over aggregate over time one third of each and uh it's fun because i i think i mentioned this a little bit earlier especially enjoy when i have locals because they'll know a couple of things they'll you know there's places where you point out a famous person lives at this certain place and they'll they'll know and they'll be they, they get excited to be like oh right isn't that isn't that so-and-so's place and you'll be like yeah and it's haunted let me tell you all about it and uh but they're also even more excited about the history because uh for instance i had this really nice gentleman come with his son he they're from the bronx he worked downtown all the time he came and take our five points tour with his son he's like hey this is where dad works but also we're going to take this this tour and he was like i drive through these streets every day i had no idea of this kind of crazy history under the surface here other than like what I had seen in the movies. And now it's like, oh, here's where that scene took place. Here's, this is, oh, when the gangs of New York fought, it was right here. And it's this, this area that he literally worked in every working day. That's really fun to get to share with someone, uh, and, you know, kind of enliven their everyday experience via a uh, silly little walking tour they they take to, to while away a Friday afternoon. So yeah, that was a question, right? Like. Who takes the tours? <laughs> By location, that's who it is. It's also interesting, too, to find, um, to get a sense of who's taking it and why. 
I feel like the people who naturally find us, of course, are people who are, let's take a ghost tour. So obviously October books up so much more than the rest of the year, um, really starts to ramp up in September. But by the last couple weeks of October, it's, you know, you don't even have to advertise people find you. But those people come to the city throughout the year and they're always looking for a ghost tour. The the trick I think is um, trying to get people to remember that this is just a fun, funky, different thing to do for like, I love when we get couples who are, oh, you know, we, uh, I've had a, this is, I don't know if maybe uh, this is an Instagram or TikTok trend or something, but I've had a few people in the last few tours that I've done, I've run into several couples where they said like, oh, this was just our date night. We have a, a fishbowl of date night ideas. And uh, the thing we picked out this week was take it, take a ghost tour. And I was like, oh, like, do you have a, I don't know. Is this like, is there like a deck of cards somebody sells that has this? Or that'd be kind of cool. But I know people do that. Like they just have like these date ideas that they like kind of just write down and throw out there. I know because I've done that before. <laughs> well, now you're gonna add take ghost tour to your list. Oh, yeah. um, that pops up. We um, liked to. Uh, so we've got people doing that sort of thing. Word of mouth has actually been really strong. Uh, that is a, a piece of analytics that we do try to grab from folks like, hey, why did you know you found us? How'd you find us? And it's nice to see that every year, like word of mouth keeps ticking up. Like it, we do, people tell their friends, I did this fun thing when I was in New York. Maybe not something you would think to do, but go check this out because it's a, a different sort of experience. Yeah, I, I really think like the you know the biggest thing is definitely people who are expressly looking for a ghost tour. But it's really fulfilling when those people find us who are just like, I want to do something different, and then they take our tour and they're always like, I'm so glad we did this. I this is not the sort of thing I ever really do, but oh my gosh, that was so like I didn't know what to expect. That was so much fun. I like when we get those those kinds of reviews too. So the another big surprise that I had to get used to was kids which I did not realize would be such a large component. Not super young, but I have literally done birthday parties for eight-year-olds, which was, you know, I did dial back some of the more macabre stuff. Um, I left out the tales of infanticide. <laughs> um, but I did, I, I asked the parents at the start, I was like, eight? Really? And they're like, oh, they play Five Nights at Freddy's all the time. They love this stuff. Wow. Okay. And, you know, I, yeah. I that's how I've come to the guides too. Like when... When you get younger people, try to pull the parents aside. Hey, are, are they cool with this sort of stuff? I We're always open to adjust, like, and the guides are, are prepared and know how to, like, dial it back and not, you know, traumatize a child with a story. Because there are some rougher stories, especially on the, um, the Greenwich Village and East Village tours have a couple of pretty brutal stories. But you can always tell them in such a way where you can, you can elide over the, the really awful stuff and just get to the stories, the ghost, the ghostly components. But Two, I, I literally cannot think of a time when I have mentioned this to a parent, even of like really young kids. They're they're always like, no, 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 they they love they they watched Poltergeist last week without me, and then they were excited to watch the sequel. You know, like it's I always tell parents when they when they've written us and said like, is this safe for me to do with my kid? I'm like, listen, these there's there's talk of murder, there's talk of infanticide, there's a little bit of blood and guts talk, um, but it's mostly ghost stories. Those things are background to get to the stories of why they're haunted. But you know your kid best. What do you think they'd be able to handle if they can handle a PG thirteen movie or they if they've seen Ghostbusters and they didn't have nightmares for weeks? They're fine. Like they'll, they'll be totally cool with this. 
But yeah, I was really surprised at the number of kids <laughs> that were. I am too. That's weird to me. <laughs> so, I mean, New York City is a big, or probably the most important character of haunted Manhattan. New York City has a weird and spooky history. And not being originally from here, how long did it take for you to really understand and get acquainted? And then also, like, what are some of your favorite scary stories? That's a really good question. And it's the answer is, I think for me in particular, a lot longer than a lot of people. I am a person who uh, I learn orally and I learn uh, experientially. I just know that about myself. And learning this script was for me like a, a process. It took a long time. And for when I first started, it was just that. It was a script. Nora had written a really wonderful script. I performed their words for the most part, you know, jumbled some stuff around because like, oh, this is what comes better out of my mouth. And it's in they're they're cool with me, like adjusting things. Okay, I'll get this and I'll I'll say the words and I'll do the thing. If anybody asks me any questions, oh my gosh, I really hope they don't, because if they do, I don't know more about this story. For the first, you know, several tours that I did, that's where I was at. But I was, I'm also the kind of person who's like, I can't just say these stories. I want to know what's behind them. And so from there, I started to explore. Um, and I read the source material that Nora had used to write the script. I would watch videos. I would read other histories and and started to just kind of get into this idea of what is a ghost story? Why do we tell ghost stories? What is this history that we're playing with via these ghost stories? I want to know more of what's around it. Between all of that, plus taking on other touring positions, um, I work with another really great company called The Literary Pub Crawl, which if you're looking for a fun thing to do in New York and you uh, um, need uh, not only really crazy New York City history, but also like drinking stories of wild bohemians that lived in this town and want to go have a beer with a local while you do it, check out the literary pub crawl, uh, literarypubcrawl.com. It's super fun. Um, but you know, I learned a ton from the guy who runs that Eric and from other guides and the research that I had to do to understand that sort of thing too. Um, Aaron Burr has also been seen in the tavern, one if by land, two if by sea. Uh, in um, the West Village, take our West Village tour too, dining with his daughter, Theodosia. If you do see him, be careful. I hear he's a little quick on the trigger. <laughs> Told you there'd be dad jokes. Follow me to our next My favorite stories. I will share this story because this is actually another instance of a guest giving me a story. I referenced Aaron Burr earlier. On the Greenwich Village tour, he makes an appearance. And it used to, it's now our third stop. It used to be our second stop. One night, it's October. I've got two tours back to back. So um, I had a 7.30 and a 9.30. The tour usually runs a little over an hour and a half. The more people are on the tour, like the larger the tour, the slower it runs. And I had a full tour. So all I can think is I got to start on time for this 7.30 tour. And I'm calling somebody at 7.31 group of four and uh the person that picks up says hi yeah we're really close we're so sorry we we thought we saw you and we lost you we'll be right there and all i could think was like i've been standing at the meeting location for 
10 minutes. I don't, how did you see me? I, whatever. Okay. Here's what you got to do. Just walk this way. You'll find us. I get to, it's at that second stop where they catch up. And I, it's as I'm describing what Aaron Burr looks like. And they, I see them rolling up and they, they kind of give a little wave and I'm, I just keep going. I acknowledge them, but I keep going with my story. And they, the, the woman who was with this party starts to kind of like get a little, she, I can see her kind of looking around and then she stops me and says, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is he going to jump out at me? And, and I, I'm annoyed. I'm immediately annoyed. So I'm like, lady, like, it's just me. No, you're already late. And now you're going to interrupt my story. Uh, what are you doing? She said, no, 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 we, that's, that's, we saw that guy. And it's so immediately like, wait, what do you mean you saw that guy? They said, look, we, so the reason we were late is they had walked into the park at a different corner than where I was to meet them. They were going to walk to me, I guess, or they misread our email, whatever. But they, they come into the park and she says, we saw this guy who fits the description you just gave. And he looked like the kind of weirdo who would lead a ghost tour. So we were pretty sure that must be the guide. She says, and we, we tried to go up to him, but it was like he turned into the park and it was, we lost him in a crowd of people. It was like he disappeared. And I, I had to say to her, I'm like, um, okay, so hang on. You're about to find out who that person is, but you might've seen a ghost on a ghost tour. And like, I kind of kept it going and then revealed later, like this was, this might've been the ghost of Aaron Burr. Maybe she just saw one of the many weirdos who hang out in Greenwich Village in October on a Friday night, but it's a fun story. I really hope that's exactly what happened to her. But either way, as with all of these stories, I always like to like make sure I remind people, you don't need to believe in ghosts. You you don't need to be a skeptic. You could be a full believer. I've, we've had tons of people like that too. What either end of the spectrum you're on, whether you're like, oh, absolutely, that's true. Or like, oh man, seriously? Isn't that a fun story? <laughs> like it's a really fun instance yeah. and I can vouch for its authenticity. I was there. Somebody said this to me. They claimed it happened to them. Whatever it was, we are we are creating a connection to a little bit of history right in the moment in the space where it happened and I think regardless of its, you know, veracity, that's a beautiful thing. There's a truth in that. Honestly, you pretty much answered my next question, which was going to be, has anything ever happened on a tour? <laughs> um, that's the one that, uh, that's the one I always go to. We've had people who um, like to try to like take pictures of like orbs. Um, I, I've literally, I've had women on the tour who were like this one particular group that I'm thinking of. They, they, they tried to capture orbs on tours, which was, I guess is a thing or I, they called it orbing. I don't know if this is something they made up or <laughs> honestly, but they, they liked okay. to just like take pictures of places and try to catch strange glows. And they were pretty sure they had a couple that they caught, um, on the tour i had somebody okay. convinced they saw the dog do weird things around a place like the dog once it got to a property line of a house that we talk about they were like i 
I was sure this was going to be the next place that you were going to talk about because I saw this dog walking ahead of us. And the minute it got to the property line, it like walked. So it was like almost out into the street and then came back once it got by the house. Like it, the, the dog was obviously freaked out by the house. I've had a couple of things like that. What about you personally? I, I love taking other people's ghost tours because um, it's like being a theater. I, I am a theater artist. And it's like when, you, when you're a theater artist and I've had people say to me, like, doesn't it ruin everything for you? Because now you know what's behind it all. It's like, no, it's just you look for different stuff and uh, you look for things to steal. Uh, <laughs> and I've, I've stolen some great bits from the Madman of York. If you're ever in York, Maine, that guy's awesome that I've taken. Uh, I've also took a, I took a really fun tour in um, Cooperstown, New York, which was just not the place you'd think you'd get a great ghost tour, but it was like, it was super fun. Um, yeah, I love taking other tours, but so it's, but it's, uh, it's like taking it's seeing things that, you know, really well, so you can pick up on, ah, I know why they're telling this story this way. Like, oh, oh, I should try. Oh, let me steal that kind of way to, um, to, to do a reveal or just little things that you can grab onto and also just appreciate the craft and, and how other people approach it. That's a ton of fun. But as for me actually seeing something, no. And whenever somebody has asked me on the tour, because it, it almost invariably comes up um, when I ask, has anyone here ever seen a ghost? If there's been tours where like even full tours where people are like, nope, none of us have. And somebody will always turn it back to me and be like, what about you? What have you seen? I'm like, I have never seen something and I never will. And the reason why is my brain works super logically. And in the event, anything ever happened, I would find a way to justify it. I would like something, some sort of strange shadow out of the corner of my eye. Well, obviously it's my glasses doing some sort of weird reflection. Hear a strange sound. While I live in New York, um, there's strange sounds everywhere. It just, I, I would, I know that I would find a way to rationalize it because that's just the kind of person that I am. I wish I had a better story for you there, Shandi, but uh, I just, no, I'll, I'll never see a ghost. Historically, and from the research you, you've done, what is the most haunted part of New York City? I'm just going to give you the, the broad answer, which is like everything at the bottom of Manhattan, essentially. Basically, the place where people have been the longest in a concentrated way. Obviously, this land was uh, was inhabited by folks before the Dutch got here and before the English took it over and before they started carting in tons of people of African descent and uh, displacing the, the First Nations who were here. But once New York became New Amsterdam and then New York, the concentration of so many people uh, living on top of each other and so many stories, it all takes place down at you know the, the bottom of the island and then up to places like Greenwich Village and uh, what we now call the East Village, which was formerly the Lower East Side. And you have any place where you have a ton of history on top of each other. I always like to call, uh, I learned this word at one point and I, I love to use it. It makes me sound super smart, but it's a very good word to describe a city. It's a, a, the, the term palimpsest, which is essentially like a sheet of paper that's been written on, erased, then written over again. And that's what a city is. You are constantly redoing over on top of it. And I think between the fact that you have, again, all of this, this large concentration of people, this abundance of stories, this abundance of storytellers living in this particular city. I mean, where uh, we tell this great fact on um, 
the literary pub crawl that between 1920 and 1925, it's it's estimated that fully 50% of all American literature came from Greenwich Village. That's an insane stat. Um, it's, you know, I'm sure there's a little bit of the, the zhuzhing of numbers there, but like, you can really make that case. This this is a town full of dreamers, full of storytellers, full of writers and um, people creating their own myths. And what is a bigger myth in this country than like, this is New York, concrete jungle where dreams are made of. Like, right, we, we've all, New York has always been New York, New York. If you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. It's always had that feel and so you, you take all that stuff and you put it onto this small section of the island, of an island, right? It is an island. It's surrounded by water. Um, you, you put all that together, and I think that's where you get ghost stories. That's where you're going to get a ton of them. Because another thing about ghost stories that I've noticed is they don't only explain our relationship to a place, they're a method by which we may connect. So it, I think it's worth noting that a lot of ghost stories are about famous people. They're about famous locations. They're about a, an institution or an, uh, that, has just, that has long been gone that somehow we want to connect to, or maybe some sort of sensational story from the past that catches our attention. We talked about true crime earlier. Why do we listen to all that stuff? Is it for some sort of connection to something that is not only like that is exciting, but taboo ghost stories can also be a way whereby we can make those connections. Like I was in this location and I felt this strange thing. And then I learned that this famous writer lived there and I'm pretty sure it must have been them trying to communicate with me. Ghost stories can do that kind of work for us as a person. I'm I'm kind of creating my own palimpsest here, but of right of like there's all these layers of different reasons why I I'm pretty sure like downtown New York has got to be the most haunted location. Um, just downtown New York, period. Like everything south of 14th Street, just because that's where all the stories are, where all the people were for the longest amount of time, and that's where we all want to make a connection to that history of New York, it's all in that area. The other major location that is super haunted in New York, I'm pretty sure, is naturally Broadway, the theaters. Because again, tons of history and every theater is haunted. I can tell you this as a theater person, all theaters are haunted. If you were in a theater and it's not haunted, you haven't done enough work there yet. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be haunted soon. So yeah, the the theaters uh, of Broadway, there's there's Broadway ghost tours be for a reason. New York City has a lot of history, obviously, but what's a city or a town that you would love to just explore and understand and hear about the ghost stories? I just started uh, actually working on that. So we're, uh, we'll be expanding to Philadelphia soon. And uh, so I, I traveled to Philly in August and walked a potential route, um, having done some preliminary research with books and stuff. and just it's you can tell it's the same kind of thing right old history very well known history that you know who doesn't know benjamin franklin and all the founding fathers and like we have these stories of all these different battles and all the different stuff that took place in this concentrated area of downtown philly 
well, that's, of course, that's where the ghosts are. <laughs> so another instance of just like where history happens, oftentimes we'll hear about ghosts. And so Philly is the one that I'm, that's, so when you ask that question, Shadi, that's immediately where my brain goes like, yeah, Philly. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I mean, we did um, like every year, like our team tries to go do something around this time of the year. Man, we went to Philly. What was that? I think it was 2019. Yeah, because we, yeah, we went to Eastern State Penitentiary. And then we did the the whole haunted house thing in the evening. Yes, yeah, so it was really cool because we got to see it, you know, in the daytime with the regular um, tour. And then, yeah, just at night, it was a whole different, it's like a whole different place. And like the city, like, you know, it just has a particular feeling when you go, especially around around this time. It's, it's really nice. So, yeah, I mean, having a, a ghost tour would... <laughs> Like, that'd be actually a great addition to Philadelphia, for sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting that started. If you are uh, if you want to book a tour, we'd love to have you. Um, we have actually more tours on offer than ever before because uh, we have a, a lot of great guides who are working with us this season. We've kind of expanded our roster, which is great. So there's a ton of opportunities for tours if you're looking for something fun to do. Um, either with you know your family or your that person you're trying to impress from the dating apps, or um, just like you know, you got you got to get your crew together and do something. Check out hauntedmanhattan.com. Click the red book a tour link, and from there you can click a, a link that says calendar. It'll show you every single tour that's on offer. Um, we even have daytime tours if daytime's the only time you can go. And all the way up through like uh, late night tours. So um, our latest tours start at 930. Um, there's a lot of 830 tours as well. So if you prefer to do the post-dinner thing or if you uh, want to take one of our like 730 tours, a lot of people will take the 730 tour and then go get uh, drinks with their friends afterward. Yeah, it's a great it's a great night out, whether it's like a cap to your night or just a way to get started. Get started with a, a nice little walk in the cool air, getting some fun ghost stories. And then you got something to talk about with drinks with your friends afterward. Just come expecting to have a fun time. And we promise we will deliver. Well, thank you so much, Robert, for doing this. We really appreciate it. We, we enjoyed speaking with you. And, you know, you tell us um, about Haunted Manhattan and all the, well, the stories you could tell us about the tours. Obviously, you don't want to give too much away, which is uh, perfectly fine. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to do it. And uh, I hope everyone who listens to Bound by the Cloak wants to come check out what we do. We'd, we'd love to show you around. We just, we really do genuinely have a blast sharing these stories. So we'd like to share them with you. Thank you so much, Robert. Thank you. And thank you for the, the great podcast that y'all do. It's a ton of fun. Thanks for having me. That's going to do it for this episode of Bound by the Cloak. We'd like to thank Robert Gagno for joining us tonight's episode. It's not too late to do a tour for Halloween. And if you can't, well, no worries, because Haunted Manhattan has tours year-round. To learn more about Haunted Manhattan, check out their website at hauntedmanhattan.com. There are four different tours you can choose from, and you won't be disappointed. You can follow us on social media. We're on X, Instagram, Threads, and TikTok. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Good Pods. And if you like what you hear, let others know. Spread the word about Bound by the Cloak. 
Thanks for tuning in to this very special episode of Bound by the Clove. Until next time.